welcome to Santa Barbara Talks with Josh Molina. It's such a pleasure to be here today with a man who is very well known around Santa Barbara and regionally and throughout the world for his incredible management of restaurants and other enterprises. And we're so lucky to have him here in this community. And I've known him for a few years uh, as a as a journalist, as a reporter, and one of the coolest guys, one of the most dapper, <laughs> eccentric, uh, charming, charismatic, I could go on and on. What a pleasure. Warren Butler, how are you doing today? Doing great, Josh. Thanks. Thanks for the invitation. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. It's been a long time in the making. Um, I know we've been trying to talk for a while, but... Warren, you have this reputation that precedes you. You're very well recognized around town. You're very classy. You're always well-dressed. You're a, a restaurant manager. You're the managing partner of the Chase. You have the Courthouse Tavern. You have a lot of different establishments in your background. And I want to talk to you about the restaurant world, about outdoor dining, a little bit about your background, your career. And uh, yeah, let's just dive right in because you're uh, definitely one of a one of our Santa Barbara guys. So such a cool opportunity here. Let's talk about outdoor dining, though. I know that you are right at the core, at the center of this conversation. We know the history, COVID, city closes the street to cars. We go to outdoor dining and there's been a lot of pros to that, some cons, there's been back and forth between the restaurants and the city, regulation, the design boards want them to look nicer, and there's this whole fight over the design and how many and what's too big. And most recently, the city passed outdoor dining fees, and they're going to vary depending on the look of them, the design of them, whether they're portable or not. You've got a pretty big establishment at the Chase. You've got a lot of outdoor dining. Where do you stand on this, Warren? Uh, what's your take as a uh, managing partner of a restaurant and the city's outdoor dining policy? Well, I, I really appreciate the city being, you know, uh, aggressive and active and allowing us to do this, and, and especially in the middle of COVID. But it proved it, you know, as, as, as you know, it shouldn't be that big of a surprise that people love outdoor dining. You know, who would have think that people would want to eat outside in, in Santa Barbara? you know, uh, uh, outdoors, but, uh, no, it's been a great opportunity. And I think it kind of shows and also has been backed up by surveys where people say they love it. 90% of the people say they love outdoor dining and it's one, it's a, it's a good way to, um, recover from COVID. There's still a lot of that out there. And as well as people just enjoy being outdoors anyway. So, you know, I really, uh, you know, appreciate and hope that we continue it, you know, in one fashion or the other. And, and really take advantage, especially here in Santa Barbara. Where is the weather, weather any better than Santa Barbara? So they do this all over the country. They do this all over the world. They do this in Europe. So, you know, I really, you know, when I did what I did here at Chase, I wanted to kind of help set the tone. I wanted to you know, be part of the future, knowing that at some point they'd make some adjustments. And now I want to be part of working with the city as well as the other businesses to really, you know, make, make this work. What do you think of the outdoor dining fees? They went with a variable outdoor dining plan. So it, there's factors here. It can be a little more expensive. It can be less expensive, depending on what you want to do as the owner or the manager. Is this a good direction for the city? Well, like always, I think they need to incentivize business. They need to, you know, uh, back, you know, the, the small business and, and help us grow. So anything that 
de-incentivize it is, is going to cut it back. And the last thing we want to do right now is cut back, you know, the momentum that we have going on. So we got to be very careful about that. So, you know, to be specific, you know, they, we all agree that, you know, like before with the outdoor sidewalk dining, that we're willing and, and have, 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 you know, uh, they've figured out a formula in the past of what that, what that right amount is. And then they went out and surveyed other towns. So, this, you know, one of the things that, you know, kind of concerned me is that they got the feedback from the other towns and it came up to be an average of a dollar fifty a square foot. And, you know, we more than anybody need to revitalize State Street because of, you know, the competition with the Funkstone and the waterfront and this, that, and the next thing. And there's a lot of empty businesses, you know, storefronts here. So we was, should be equal or even lower so that we can incentivize businesses to open up here and to flourish. So the biggest concern I have is that when that decision is made or was made to do that, I think it's, it disincentivizes, you know, outdoor downing, outdoor platforms, because the amount that people are paying is more than you pay inside. And that doesn't make any sense because you obviously can't use the outside 365 days uh, a year. And, and in the month of January, as we just found, you can't even use it, you know, uh, 12 months a year. So I think that, you know, I think that they always talk about being pro outdoor dining, being pro business, but it's all about the vote. And I think that when they voted, one, they should have, you know, some of the city council are very wise to say, hey, let's wait and do this right, especially since the whole issue is going to be coming up, you know, several months anyway at the end of the year. So what, what's the hurry? You know, what's, what was the hurry to do it in the middle of a rainstorm on a day, on a Thursday that nobody is available? Plus all the restaurateurs and businesses, we were dealing with the flood. We were dealing with leaks. We were dealing with getting people to work, getting people to, you know, get here uh, to dine. So anyway, I, I just think that, you know, even though they're well-intentioned, you know, it, it's really about how you vote in the end. So if you're pro-business, if you're pro-outdoor dining, you have to vote accordingly. And the amount of money that we're paying or going to be paying per foot is, you know, outrageous. You know, it, it's it's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine dollars a square foot. So obviously people are going to cut back. Some people are going to give them up. And then before you know it, we're going in the wrong, we're going back in the, the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. My goal is that we move forward and that we continue to be, you know, a great place for people to, you know, work, live and, 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 and visit. Mm -hmm. And you have one of the more well-known longest running uh, restaurants on state street. You're a little bit up. I, I think you're about what the 1100 block or something like that. On, 1, on, 1,000 yeah, 1,000 1, block. And what do you think of what's happening on the, the uh, 500 block? We know that block is sort of ground zero for the outdoor dining parklet debate. Uh, there's a lot of places with an establishment there. What do you think of, of that block? Is that block working from a restaurant perspective? Well, I think, like, like I said, you know, I think we have to, you know, think about Santa Barbara and what our architecture and what we're all about. And you got to kind of work within that. So when here at Chase, we did that. We made sure that we weren't, didn't have too much, you know, wood, that we that it looked, you know, outdoor dining. We didn't, we didn't put a top on our place for specific reasons. We, we, we kind of, kind of wanted to set the tone. So I think down in, you know, in that block, it was a little bit of the wild, wild west. And, but you know what? Everybody did their best job to, to do what they could do to, to stay open and continue. Down there, it's a lot more drinking, so it, it kind of has more of that tone, um, even though there are a lot of great restaurants down there. 
I mean, I think that I think the direction they're going with trying to make it a little bit more consistent, trying to dial it in a little bit and make sure that, you know, it's a, it's, it's quality and, and that there aren't, you know, parklets that look, you know, shabby or, you know, and even at that block, if I were them, I would try to be a little bit more uniform, you know, sort of like um, New Orleans. What's that street down in New Orleans where um, uh, I forget the name of it, but it, but it, it all looks the same. So when you go down there, there's some sort of, you know, you go, hey, we're down at the 500 block, you know, it, 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 it all fits together and it's a lot of, a lot of fun. So I think, you know, but they did dial back a little bit, you know, already, but I think at first it was a little wild, wild west down there. It was a little bit, uh, but it's okay because that's what created the, you know, out there in the, in the, in the, in, 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 in the, in the country, in the world where Santa Barbara was a great place to go because they have all these outdoor dining options, but I think they definitely need to, you know, we need to work with the city on some of the guidelines that they're talking about so that we, you know, have a chance of continuing this and that we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. Let me ask you about another thing that you were involved with the city in, which was your restaurant out at the airport flight line. And there's a long history there and people can go read about it. But in short, you, you, uh, we're seeking to take over that lease from High Sierra. And uh, you had invested a lot of money. You had changed the theme. It was uh, an aviator theme. And you were improving you know, everything from before and making it more of a, a local situation, a local place, a local hangout. And you put a lot of time and energy and you had lots of support. A lot of people donated various artifacts and uh, historical pieces and time and money and you had a good thing going there and the city fought it they they wouldn't let the high sierra transfer the lease and then this ended up in court and you had a court judgment go your way i guess the city did not want to go to trial and they just sort of you guys came to some sort of settlement can you talk about without you know re, re redoing the whole history of the case here but what did it mean for you to have flight line why was that such a a passion for you? Well, I, I was very fortunate to get that opportunity and it really was going to be something for the uh, community because it was really going to recognize, you know, the airport history, you know, which I didn't realize at first there was a lot of it and also recognize and, and uh, the people that are involved in, you know, aviation, you know, not only here in Santa Barbara, but all over the world. I was able to get those things that were priceless, you know, John Blankenship from the Pierre Clayson Foundation, donated was he, he had collected stuff for 20 years to open up a museum he had just given up a couple of years ago and when he when he heard what i was doing he says you can have everything and anything you want so it really was unbelievable it, it turned started off as this rinky dink you know aviation themed restaurant and it turned out that you know that it was going to be this unbelievable you know priceless uh thing for the community so it's really unfortunate and it wasn't the city per se even though the city, you know, needs to, you know, oversee and interact more, it was the airport, you know, it was a new airport director that came in and, and was trying was trying to get out of that lease because they had some other plans for that side of the airport. Yeah. But, you know, it, 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 that's why there needs to be oversight because you can't allow, you know, people to do that where it was not in the best interest legally as well as the community. The guy that came in didn't really care or even, you know, respect, you know, the, the history of Santa Barbara 
and uh, you know everything that was going on at the, at the airport. So it's really unfortunate. It's a, it, it, to me, it's a big loss for the community. It's a big loss for the airport. And obviously, me personally, it was really my dream to to be part of something like this. I've been to you know these all over the country, and there were some great ones. I wasn't reinventing the wheel, even though this one was going to be the best. And I had the backing not only with John Blankenship and the Pierre Clayson Foundation, the whole board. I mean, every day people would come in and donate stuff to me. I mean, it was really, you know, unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I can't even go into it. You know, we don't have the time, but, you know, it's just really unfortunate, but, you know, I mean, it, you know, things happen, you know, and it's, you know, you have to move on from it, but hopefully, you know, everybody involved can learn, you know, buy it all. And we continue to have to keep an eye and oversight on things because it's a good example of something went awry and now the place is just sitting there vacant, you know, and, the, the, you know, I had to give back over half a million dollars of, of uh, people that were, you know, interested in, in, in backing this whole project. It really was going to be something else. I mean, it was going to, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a shame. But, but anyway, that's why I continue as I move forward to be, make sure that I speak up and not allow, you know, things because we need that. Because, you know, anybody, everybody involved in that whole situation, they're, everybody's gone. The, 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 the attorney, uh, the city attorney is gone. The city manager is gone. The airport director is gone. The two assistants are gone. You know, they, so they move on and, 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 and do all other things. And here we get, you know, especially me, we get stuck with an empty, you know, parcel and building. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. But again, I'm not going to let it get me down. It's mm-hmm. just going to motivate me to continue to move forward and fight and, 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 and help be part of the solution specifically right now with, with, with state street and the promenade, but with anything else that comes up that, that I can be a, you know, uh, a help with. Yeah. Okay. Well, well said, uh, I want to transition a little bit into you, Warren, you're the kind of person who if anybody meets you, they remember you you have a presence. Uh, you are uh, very charismatic. You're dapper. I've said that in print. I've described you that way. You're charming. You 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 talk well. You're a little bit salesman-y at time. You know you're you obviously you have to be that way because you're a hustler. You make deals happen, and you are an entrepreneur, and you have that vibe. And it sometimes comes across as um, just like a next level, right? Like something you don't see every day in Santa Barbara. So, can you talk a little bit about your your background and your upbringing and how you got into this whole restaurant world in the first place? Sure, sure. Well, you know, I'm actually a terrible salesperson. I mean, <laughs> the way I am, it comes from my heart and, and I'm really passionate about it. So that's that's how it comes across. You know, I mean, I'm actually not a very good salesperson, but I really get passionate and get excited about things that I believe in. And I love being here in Santa Barbara and I love being part of the community. And, uh, you know, and, and that's what really shines and shows. So it is a, a different level, but it's 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 not, you know, it, it's real and it's and it's it's just the way I am. And whether I'm talking to somebody at a table and whether it's kids or adults, or, I mean, I just, you know, I'm, uh, I'm just happy to be here. I've, I've been fortunate to be involved in many things throughout the country where I've been, you know, been that guy where I, I was responsible for not only successful businesses, but being the host and, 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 and taking care of people, you know, and, and, and that's what I love. I mean, I've, I've, I've been a host for the, uh, for the King of Jordan. You know, I've been, I've been the host of every celebrity in, in LA. I've opened up, five or six different restaurants in, in, uh, in LA. And, you know, my, um, 
you know, my, my, my guests were, you know, the, the who's who. You know, here I am in Santa Barbara, and now what we call here at Chase, we call our regulars. They're, 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 they're VIPs, you know, we, because we got a lot of regulars have been coming here for 30, 40 years. And I really appreciate that. And, you know, my goal is to keep it going and not be the guy that, you know, that, that does anything but make, you know, things, you know, even better, you know, here, here at Chaser in this community. But uh, I've been fortunate. I've opened restaurants and, and uh, all throughout the country. I mean, I've opened restaurants in Miami and Boston and Atlanta and Hawaii and, uh, you know, a whole bunch down in L.A. And I just got an opportunity to open, you know, uh, get involved in a few here. And I decided to settle down. I said, you know, this is a great place, you know, to settle down. You know, uh, L.A. and Hollywood, I was staying up too late. You know, I, I was staying up until 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I like more of a healthy, you know, I like to be in you know, bed ideally, you know, at, at a reasonable time and, and, and try to get up with the sun as, as, as close as possible. But uh, sure. anyway, I worked with uh, Wolfgang Puck. You know, uh, he brought me over back from Hawaii. People say, why did you leave Hawaii? And I said, you know, that's a really good uh, question because I loved it over there. But, um, you know, I got recruited by uh, Wolfgang Puck to run Wolfgang Puck University, which meant I trained all the managers throughout the whole country. And actually, I even trained managers in, for, from, from Japan. You know, there was a Wolfgang Puck in uh, Okinawa. And mm-hmm. uh, I, had, I needed a translator to, to, to teach them how to open up uh, and, and run the Wolfgang Puck. But anyway, mm-hmm. but I also worked with Morton's, Morton's Steakhouse. Yeah. That was one of my favorite places, the one down in, uh, it was San Diego, L.A., Burbank, but I opened up the one in Burbank, and that was just so much fun. And I really enjoyed, you know, you just never know who was going to be in the restaurant. I mean, one day it could be Josh Molina, the next day it could be Warren Beatty, you know, Jessica Simpson, and then, like I say, the uh, the uh, the king of Jordan. So I just enjoy what I do. I mean, it's what I've done since I was a young kid. I get into the business because I was running out of college out of the University of Massachusetts, I was running a, a convenience store, you know, at the time while I was going to school. And uh, I called up my favorite restaurant. I said, hey, what kind of opportunity you got for a guy like me? So I met with them and they said, well, we're going to uh, we're going to you're going to work a lot more hours. You're going to make a lot more m- money. You know, what do you think? I said, hey, sounds great to me. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I was 22 at the time and I haven't looked back since. So I've tried to get out a few times you know, to do different marketing things and in, in, uh, the event centers and the, uh, you know, marketing express, but it all, always get, you know, drawn back in to, uh, you know, the restaurant business. Yeah. Well, you seem kind of a natural and I, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, restaurants in, in particular, but are you a Boston? You're at East Coast? Where'd you grow up? Yeah, I'm originally from Boston. So yeah, East Coast, you know. So uh you just, you know, a couple minutes on what, what was little Warren Butler like growing up in, in school and, uh, you know, what did your parents do and, you know, how did you, did, did you want, when you were growing up, you're like, I want to be in the restaurant business or did you have other dreams? To- yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I mean, at first I, you know, I said, I, you know, you go through college and you, you know, the businesses seem like, well, it's such a, you know, tough place. And I realized that business is all about what you make it to be. There are great companies out there and there are not so great companies. But, um, yeah, no, I grew up in Cambridge, you know, right, right, you know, hung out at Harvard, uh, uni- you know, university, played football at, uh, you know, in, in, in Harvard Stadium for my, uh, for my um, Thanksgiving Day game. But, uh, no, I just enjoyed it. You know, I grew up there. I started the restaurant business there. I had a boat, you know, for six years in the, in the uh, Chazari Yacht Club right outside the Half Shell. Uh, yeah. So I really feel honored. I, I grew up in a big family. I was in the middle. I had three older siblings and three younger siblings. So at one point I was the youngest, 
which was, you know, a challenge. And then before you know it, I was the oldest. So I, all of a sudden I became, you know, in, in, in charge, but, uh, no, my, uh, my mother, you know, obviously was busy, you know, taking care of the, the seven kids. And, uh, my father was a, an industrial arts special needs instructor. Um, so, and he, you know, and he, we lived on a farm for a little bit. So I had the best of both worlds. That's why now, even though I work here in Santa Barbara, I live up off of West Camino Cielo. So, you know, it's a whole different world up there. So it's sort of like when I grew up, we'd go camping a lot. So even though I grew up in the city, I'd spent a lot of time in the country and I really learned to, you know, appreciate that. But, uh, you know, I got into the restaurant business and the restaurant business is, is challenging, especially here in Santa Barbara, you know, and I, and I always joke that, you know, when, when the mayor decides to get out of the restaurant business and get into politics, you know, which is probably even tougher, you know, that it's, that it's tough, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> to give that up to, to, to go into politics. Uh, so restaurant, especially here in Santa Barbara, because it, you know, we don't have a lot of, you know, we're so lucky to be here. You know, we have this beautiful oyster in the middle of, uh, you know, an hour and a half away from LA, you know, five hours away from San Francisco. You'd think we were 6,000 miles away from LA. It's a whole different, especially up where I live. I was coming to work today and I, and I, and I, and the, there were four deer that I had to wait to, you know, to cross the, you know, down the road before I could drive down the driveway. But, um, you know, so we're lucky to be here, but, you know, I think that the barometer is that we got to, not to get off the subject of myself, but we got to, we got to, the barometer is that how is, how, how is states we doing? How are businesses doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and if you walk up and down straight street, which I'm sure you do every once in a while, you know, even if it's just coming to stop by and say hello to me. Um, <laughs> and I know the mayor does, I see him out there all the time in the, in the city councilors. Well, they can see all those empty, you know, storefronts and they were that way before COVID. It's actually gotten a little better, but people are still on hold. They're trying to decide, should they invest here in Santa Barbara? And they're waiting to see how, you know, we deal with, you know, some of these decisions. So we got to be, you know, a little bit more mindful. I actually have a couple of ideas that I'll tell you about when, 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 when you're ready. Yeah. Well, we'll go there in a second. Just one more question here. You know, you mentioned, you know, dropping by and saying hello. You know, when I've been at the chase, I see you, you're there you're busy, you're working, you're talking, you know, you're, you're not just host, you're, you're helping your staff, you're in, you're talking to your customers and it seems like something so comfortable for you. What is it about restaurant life that appeals to you? You could be one of these guys who's just managing it from afar and checking in, but you're not, you're, you're like the coach who's also playing quarterback and wide receiver and blocking for the running back, you know, and you're, you're doing everything everyone else is doing. Uh, so inside your head a little bit, like, are you just an extrovert who loves people or what's going on? Why do you love that so much? Yeah, no, it's funny to say that. Cause I, I, I used to be an introvert, but you know, I was forced to, you know, the uh, extrovert, you know, to uh, whether it's meetings or whether it's, dealing with people, but I get so much enjoyment out of it. It's sort of like, you know, you're having a dinner party every night and, you know, but I, I have a whole staff around me that makes me look good. But, you know, in the restaurant business, you have to be involved. You have to, you know, all the great restaurateurs out there and I can name, you know, many out there that run great restaurants, you know, here in town, they're, they're, they're hands-on, they're, they're involved. You know, you, you have to be to, to run it successfully. Um, and I enjoy it. I mean, that's really what I, you know, you know, when people come in and they have a great lunch and they have a great dinner and they, they come back and they tell me how this is their favorite place. I mean, to me, you know, probably, you know, even as a, uh, you know, I probably should go, go for the money more, 
But, you know, I really go for that type of gratification where people, I just enjoy being part of that, you know, whole, whole experience and seeing smiles on people's faces and kids and, and people coming back. So it's, uh, you know, it, it, but it, you have to be that way in the restaurant business, especially here in Santa Barbara. They want to know that the, 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 the owner operator is involved, you know, is hands on. They want to know that, you know, it, you know, it's just part of our community. They don't, they don't want to go to some corporate restaurant where some guy's here for, you know, six months and then he's gone tomorrow. You know, they want to, they want to know somebody that's committed. And I think I've shown I've been committed, you know, and even challenging at times, but I'm committed to the community. <laughs> You're definitely committed to staying in this community. There's no doubt about that, you know, no matter what, what you're involved with. Outdoor dining, we have the State Street Master Plan. You just mentioned you've got some ideas. What are some of your ideas for outdoor dining or State Street or helping everything sort of be more synergistic together? Well, the master plan, I think, is going to take a while. You know, yeah. so I think that, you know, uh, you know, I need to let, you know, the consultants and, 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 and everybody work on that. But what we, we can utilize this time now to kind of help set the, the tone. And, and one, we've got to keep it going because if it falters, then people might say, hey, let's bring let's bring the cards back. You know, so I think, you know, a couple of quick ideas I have is tomorrow, if I if I was in charge, I would have people back on the sidewalk since they, they as you know, with one of the challenges I had to deal with was the sidewalk. They reverted back to the old codes before COVID. So the sidewalks were back to pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Put the people back, the pedestrians, back on the sidewalk. And that way the street now organize that so that your bikes and your scooters and your skateboards and your unicycles and, you know, even bring a, tro- uh, uh, in a trolley, uh, uh, you know, uh, a shuttle. Well, I'm sorry, what was it? A shuttle or shuttle? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. shuttle. Uh, so that you know, back, uh, back and forth, make it more of a boulevard, you know. But but anyway, get the people. The problem right now with 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 the street is that if you're walking up the street and a bike's coming down the street, who has the right of way? <laughs> you, know, you know. So take that opportunity now to have traffic go this way and that way. Maybe put a couple of side lanes where people can jog, and then put the pedestrians just back on the sidewalk. But eventually. I believe the way they're going with the parklets, unfortunately, we're going to have more attrition than I think they realize. When you start, you know, upping it, it's not it's not going to pan out financially. People, you know, the, the, what the city needs to realize is they need to look at the big picture. We bring in a lot of sales tax. We bring in a lot of TOT. You know, we just had a great year in the, in the hospitality industry, which, I, you know, that I've been fortunate enough to be part of, you know, as the past president of the Lodging and Restaurant Association. You know, people love Santa Barbara. They, they're embracing what we've done. Um, that's where you're going to get the money to pay for any extra expenses. Don't be looking at trying to get it out of the restaurant tours now. You know, look at the big picture. But anyway, my point is that eventually, if you're going to, if you want to get rid of the, the, the parklets in order to bring back the parades or whatever the reason is, mm-hmm. then just transition that and eventually take away the parklets, put the people where the parklets are, and then give the restaurants the sidewalk. Because I would rather walk out to 10 tables on the sidewalk than cross the sidewalk and go out onto the street and serve somebody a tray of drinks. You know, one, I got to fight through the pedestrians and and I'm out on the street. You know, I don't want to, you know, we have a nice, you know, parklet, but eventually they're going to motivate us all to make them portable. And now you're sitting on the street, you know, you're sitting outside the curb. Why not just eventually give us the sidewalk 
add a few more tables, you know, loosen up the ordinance that was pre-COVID, that was, I think it was back in 1975, and just, you know, enable people, like my, you know, a lot of people out there, on, on, especially on State Street, because the sidewalks are so big. You can still have handicap access where we all, all need anyway. Even in restaurant business, you have to have access throughout the whole restaurants for people to come and go. So anyway, my, my, my vision is that, you know what, if, if the pedestrians were back on the sidewalk, this whole feng shui, which is important, where people now feel more comfortable riding their bikes. Right now, if you're walking in the middle of the street and there's a bike behind you, it's it's a little bit nervy. Yeah. Right? Especially right now because it's not organized and it's not, so it's mostly the kids, right? You know, right. That's, that's all you see. But, but you know, an important thing is that people, don't listen to the 10%. Overall, the outdoor dining thing is working. You know, we just need to make it better and more organized and more more safe. You know, lighting is important. You know, really, you know, you know, there, there's people out there that bring up all kinds of silly things because they're just trying to get rid of it. You know, but you know, we have to call them out on that and say, hey, that's 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 not the big problem. Let's let's look at the big picture. Let's listen to the ninety percent, not that the ten percent. The problem with that ten percent is that they're more vocal. Mm-hmm. They, they have more time on their hands. You know, I'm working. I'm taking care of lunch and dinner. I don't have time to go to meetings and, and have nothing to do every day. You know, a lot of these people have nothing better to do. So they're, you know, they're they're squeaking in people's ear. You know, so a, a lot of times the 10%, you know, outweighs what's best, you know, for the 90%. So I think that's very important for our, for our leaders. Yeah, good, good point. Well said. You know, uh, speaking of the 10%, and I, I want to ask you about the city council here. Uh, obviously, we have a mayor who was just overwhelmingly elected mayor. I mean, it, he he won pretty easily in a crowded field. And he's a former restaurant owner. And he's a little bit, um, you know, he's not a fan of the, the, the closure to cars. He has said that. And he says that only some businesses are benefiting and the restaurants are benefiting. But what about all the other stuff? all the retail and we need to think of the entire city, not just helping the restaurants. And I don't want you to, you know, you don't have to dissect Randy Rouse or anything, but in terms of this council and these elected officials that you work with, um, what kind of a job are you think they're doing um, in this new regime with these, with, uh, with Randy Rouse as, as mayor? Well, you know, I think they all do, you know, very, you know, what I appreciate their, their hard work and their efforts and, and, and they, they all, mean very very well and i appreciate that and at times they all speak very eloquently and well about what we're you know trying to do here but collectively sort of like you know let's get off you know the subject a little bit with housing you know you can say you're pro-housing all you want but if you every time there's a vote if you vote against the housing well then you know you can say you're pro-housing all you want same thing with you know small business you know a lot of you know uh people that I know that are, you know, they say, well, I'm pro-business and, you know, I want to get together a think tank and I want to get a little small business group together. And I'm like, you know what? Don't do that. Just vote pro-business decisions, you know, because, you you know, you reap what you sow. And unfortunately, what we've seen on State Street is is what they've sowed for many, many years before. And so, you know, I want to, you know, think that the current, you know, uh, leaders and the future leaders Gonna, we're going to learn by some of the, you know, the, the consultant that we hired, you know, a while back and said, hey, you need to be more supportive of small businesses. Mm-hmm. One of the specific things they said is you got to be more supportive of outdoor dining. That was before COVID. 
Right. You know, when we spent $85,000, do not take that report and throw it in the trash. Yeah. You know, don't take the report that we just did a survey of, of, of State Street in, in the beginning, and 90% of the people said they loved it and throw it in the trash. Don't take the letter from the governor who said, hey, local business leaders, please work with your businesses and, 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 and adjust your local ordinances that help you know, grow outdoor dining so that we have a safe and speedy recovery to, you know, our, our communities and, and for the state of California. And this is the fine, you know, you know, uh, the governor of the fine state of California. I mean, he's not, we're not <laughs> talking about the governor of Florida. We're talking about the governor of, of in the whole legislature unanimously said we are pro outdoor dining. You know, they extended us to have liquor, you know, out there. So I think, you know, the, you know, I, I, I know a, a lot of the leaders, I've known a lot of the past leaders, I just believe that it's it's tough, you know, you know, it's really the community that puts them in between a, a rock and a hard place. You know, the community says, yeah, we want to do this and that. But then they go, hey, you don't want any more traffic, do you? No, I don't want any more traffic. Hey, you don't want any more businesses, do you? You know, the, we got to make the pie bigger. So everybody's not trying to fight for the small piece of the pie. We have to make it bigger. That way there, everybody flourishes and not put people in a position where they're like, hey, you know, you don't want more houses up on the Mesa, do you? No, no, no. I don't want more houses up here. You know, so before you know it, nothing gets done. You know, leaders have to stand up and go, hey, human nature doesn't want more traffic. Don't ask people if they want more traffic. Nobody wants more traffic. But ask them, hey, wouldn't it be nice if your kids could grow up here? Your kids could live here? Your kids could work in there? Wouldn't it be nice? You know, or do they have to move out of town? Do they have to go to, you know, San Francisco? They go to L.A. I think we can do a better job. And as leaders, I think that they got to be better about not listening to that 10%. They need to be able to go, hey, you know, what is the legacy that they're going to leave behind? Are they going to move things forward and make things State Street better? So when they look back, sort of like Pearl Chase and say, hey, look what, you know, she was able to do. What are we going to be able to do, you know, and, and look back on this and say, hey, you know, it's we made some tough decisions. And at times it pissed off that 10 percent that was, you know, uh, you know, whining and complaining. But you know what? As a leader. I did what I felt needed to be done for the, the big picture, not for the people that live in the Mesa, not for the people that live, you know, but, but, but for the city as a whole. My vision is, is, is to create what's best for the whole city. Everybody benefits by the boulevard so that, you know, you get your people going up to the Mesa. You get your people, you know, you know taking a bicycle down to the uh, uh, Milpas. You know, everybody benefits, not just Stacey, but you have to create this, healthy dynamic environment that 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 makes that happen and not cut it back not make it smaller not make it worse because if we if we don't, if we're not careful it's going to revert back to where it was before and then before you know it you know the crazy kids on the bikes and the homeless you know uh before you know it they're going to take over because there's not going to be as much activity mm -hmm. you need to have activity believe me i was around during covid when nobody was around you know at times it was me and 40 people hanging out down at the wall in front of Marshalls. I mean, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of scary, you know, yeah. what I mean? but you know, I mean, so anyway, I think, you know, I, I, I really respect all the leaders. I want to work with them. So I don't want to say anything, you know, specifically, you know, but as a whole, I hope that they allow me to be part because I'm here every day. I'm on every day. I'm on state street. I'm, 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 I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm on the road. I'm on the, <laughs> I'm on the sidewalk. You know, I see people coming and going. And I, and I, when it first opened, it was so exciting. 
I mean, it really was like, I couldn't believe it. People in the, you know, they talk about how do you get locals down? Locals were driving down. They were taking their, they, they, there were bikes and there were people in, in, in the little carriages in the back of the bikes and people mm-hmm. running with their dogs. And I've never saw so many local people. And then guess where people came to visit? Cause they want to hang out with people from Santa Barbara. They want to hang out where the people, where the local people are hanging out, yeah. not where they're, you know, hiding from or, 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 or not, you know? Yeah, if you make the place great for locals, the the tourists will want to be there and see what oh, that okay. is and experience that. True. Okay. Um, just a couple things, and then we'll wrap up. This has been a really good conversation. But, but Warren, the same time that you're so outgoing and dapper and charming and charismatic, you're also notoriously private. So I'm just wondering, when you're not at the restaurant, what are you doing? Do you, how do you have fun? How do you let your hair down? Do you do you hike? Do you go check out a movie? What do you, what does Warren Butler do for fun? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Um, you know, I do love what I do. So I work a lot, but I do, you know, start my morning every, you know, going to the health club, you know, you know, we got a beautiful Santa Barbara athletic club here in town that I enjoy, you know, every morning going down to start off with a cup of coffee. It helps me justify the, uh, the monthly payment. You know, I figure if I get a cup of coffee every day, if I went to Starbucks, that would be, you know, what is it? Six bucks. Oh, at least if you if you got a good one in there, yes. That's <laughs> thirty. So there's 180 bucks. That pays for my membership. <laughs> and then I, you know, and I get in there and I work out and, and uh, a little bit. And depending on how much time I have, uh, but that that's important. But I, I enjoy going to events. I enjoy going to, you know, Santa Barbara has a lot of wonderful people. You know, every time I get invited to something, I try to take advantage and go to it. I used to be involved with, you know, before COVID, a lot of the nonprofits, and I used to donate a lot of time and food and gift certificates and. And I would be able to participate in them because I believe if I'm going to donate food, I should be there to serve the food, not just give money and give food, but actually participate in the event. So I felt really fortunate to have been involved in, in you know, whether it's the film festival, whether it's, you know, um, you know, Teddy Bear Foundation. So I really enjoy, you know, going out and, and being part of the, you know, the, the community and, and mixers. And you never know every once in a while and more often than not, I go somewhere and I'm just blown away. I remember when I went to the Dreyer Museum for the first time. Have you ever, ever been there? Or no. even, you know, even like, uh, say, KEYT up where they're at, or, or yeah. some of these beautiful homes overlooking up in the Riviera. You know, I get invited to these things, and I just, you know, realize how lucky we are to be here in Santa Barbara. So, you know, every once in a while, I'd be like, well, I'm, no, I'm, not too, I'm too busy. I can't make it. You know, I don't think so. But, you know, nowadays, when I get invited to something, I try to make it because every time I go, I just get, you know, blown away of, of, of the, you know, the, the people and, and the beautiful uh, places that we have here in Santa Barbara. So, you know, I enjoy that. I live up on uh, West Camino Cielo. There's a lot of outdoor. We have our own little private hiking trail that goes out into the rocks and overlooks the ocean. So, uh, you know, I'm just blessed to be here. So, um, you know, there's plenty of stuff to do. I, 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 I don't have enough time in the day to, to you know, I got plenty of stuff in trying to keep myself organized and, uh, and busy. <laughs> Well, great, Warren. I appreciate you taking time today to talk about all these topics and let the city know what what's up with outdoor dining. Hopefully they're watching the council and the planners and maybe they get some ideas from you, from somebody who's in the thick of it. So I appreciate you sharing your your wisdom and uh, the great conversation. So, so thanks a lot, Warren, and have a great day. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Take care.